0: Good morning, everybody. This is Zach Zadid again. I'm your host, Zach Cooley. And today we are celebrating a uh, special momentous moment in my career in that we are celebrating my 900th consecutive column of Strictly Observing. And to celebrate, we have a very special guest with us, the former chief of staff, former governor of Virginia, Tim Kaine. We have Mr. Bill Lighty with us. Uh, thank you so much, Bill, for being for being with me this morning.
1: Well, thank you and for inviting me, Zach. I appreciate the opportunity to talk today.
0: Well, uh, the reason I have you here is because uh, I wanted to do something special to commemorate um, the passing of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, uh, which occurred on September 8th, and wanted to a- acknowledge especially her visit to Virginia, which um, I think was pretty momentous for us and uh, also for her in that it was her last visit to the United States. Um, Now, you have worked under many governors, as I understand, uh, uh, from Governor Wilder uh, to Governor Gilmore and Governor Warner and then Governor Kane. So you probably uh, had the opportunity to meet lots of heads of state. So where did meeting Queen Elizabeth, where did that rank
1: for you? Um, Zach, I would have to say that that was the um, clearly the most uh, significant meaning in in my career.
0: And your career uh spans how many years of working uh for governors in Virginia? Um,
1: 38 years in Virginia. Um I worked with or for 12 governors, six hmm. Republicans and six Democrats.
0: Fantastic. And were you chief of staff for all of those or just
1: No, no just Warner and King.
0: All right. Everybody Wants to, I mean, Queen Elizabeth is somewhat, and and correct me if you disagree, but I would say Queen Elizabeth is somewhat of an enigma, uh, uh, a a figure that everybody wants to get to know, but nobody really knows. So, with your opportunity to meet and speak with her, what was your impression of her in general?
1: Oh, um, I had uh, the uh, opportunity to have actually a five-minute private audience with Queen Elizabeth, Her Majesty, mm-hmm. and um, it was uh, quite delightful. Um, she is very personable. She is very skilled at making conversation with little people like me, mm-hmm. and um, she had all the right questions there at her fingertips to ask me to make me feel comfortable and to mm-hmm. interact with me. It was uh, it was a delightful Five
0: minutes wonderful wonderful and my if I were to have an opportunity uh, to meet her majesty the thing that I would be most concerned about is is breaking protocol and you admit uh, uh, very uh, candidly that in uh, the chapter of your forthcoming book that you sent me that you did in fact break protocol with her
1: majesty yes zach i was scared to death um i walked in the room i stopped five feet in front of her as instructed and i went to bow and instead i curtsied and she began laughing um and she said young man of course to her i was a young man young men, wars have been fought over less why do you reckon to even baba and and then she began asking me a series of questions about my role with the uh, with her trip to the United States and to uh, Jamestown for the 400th anniversary. Made me feel very comfortable. And
0: your role indeed was a significant one because you had you submitted the official itinerary for the trip. Uh, you had many go betweens between you and Buckingham Palace and the officials there. And uh, what struck me in the chapter of the book that you sent was that this was was an event, a visit that was going to take place. You had been planning this for years and years.
1: Well, I had not. There was, um, the state of Virginia was through Mm the Jamestown Yorktown Foundation. And there were a number of also, because it was the 400th anniversary of the founding of Jamestown, there were a number of other uh, organizations, both here and in England that were, had been formed to commemorate that special moment. I came into it much later and merely by accident. Um, I just happened to be chief of staff when the British embassy called to inform the governor that it would be, um, the queen would indeed be coming and to give us official notification. And in that conversation, Zach, um, the, um, had a protocol for the British embassy said, so who will your chief protocol officer be for this visit? And not knowing anything about such things, I just said, I am. And so mm-hmm. I ended up having a very large role in, uh, her visit, um, only because of my ignorance of facts, which you sort of
0: involuntarily elected yourself as the <laughs> protocol officer,
1: right? Yes,
0: yes. Jesus. And uh that it was a very very uh interesting uh chapter and you came up with some very interesting things for her to do including uh t- participating in an archaeological dig. Um can you talk about how you des- how you decided upon some of those things?
1: Well, we we knew that she was deeply interested in uh the work of um Bill Kelso, who is the preeminent um archaeologist at uh Jamestown Island. And um somehow or another we knew that she was very, very interested in that and in order to entice her to do some of the other things on the agenda that we had proposed, we, we proposed that if she was willing to start by the, the archearium, for example, um, just steps away, we could get her into one of the digs with Bill Kelso. And she was very keen on meeting Bill Kelso, so she jumped right at that one.
0: Excellent. How What a big honor that must have been for Bill Kelso.
1: Yeah, well, the one thing that, that, that I had suggested that she do that they turned down was um, the the week of her visit was to be followed by the Richmond NASCAR race, and um, I suggest that she stay over and go out and greet the 110,000 NASCAR fans and say, "Gentlemen, you with your uh-huh. Um But they they turned us down for that one, and she went to the Kentucky Derby instead. Yeah,
0: because she is, as most most know, a very avid horsewoman, uh, and. Uh, I thought uh, that it, you had a, a pretty. Uh, I thought it was a pretty, inter, uh, pretty interesting interaction that you had when the vice president, the people, the vice president of the United States, uh, Dick Cheney, at the time wanted to be involved, and he sent his people down, and there was an interesting interaction there.
1: Well, he sent his people down, and they they came in the room unannounced. They hadn't been invited. Uh, as we were planning the luncheon for the Queen, and they immediately started trying to take over the meeting. And I politely reminded them that the host for the luncheon would be the Colonial Wingsworth Foundation and the Commonwealth of Virginia, and that if they really wanted to have a role in what happened at the luncheon, then they, need to agree. they needed to agree to be a co-sponsor of the luncheon. And I threw out the number of $100,000 and asked them if they were prepared to do that. And they said no and so I invited them to leave the meeting.
0: And they went away quickly. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but uh the vice president was at the luncheon, correct?
1: He was indeed. He sat next to the Queen.
0: All right. Um but he they didn't want to help with that with that bill of hundred
1: thousand dollars, which No, um <laughs> Um <coughs> So, I, just, uh, I, I was just trying to cut through the red tape and right. get things done as quickly as possible. And I didn't want necessarily to have the vice president's office to coordinate. I was already coordinating with the British Embassy, Tony right. Williamsburg Foundation, and William and & Mary, and Jamestown Yorktown. I didn't want yet another entity involved in the coordination. So I scared them off by throwing a number at them.
0: You were talking about uh, the steps. You were worried about the steps of the Capitol. And, and uh, then uh, there was a, a remark about the, the Her Majesty's legs, I believe.
1: Well, they, um, yeah, we were, I was very concerned about the the route the Queen was going to take walking from the mansion up the steps of the front of the Capitol um, into the General Assembly Building or into the, um, the General Assembly Legislative Chambers. And I remarked, maybe one time too many that I was worried about her walking up the steps and uh, the um, deputy head of household for Buckingham Palace said enough with worried about the steps. The queen's got good legs. And I said, Oh yes, she does. And apparently that was not what something a protocol officer should say. Uh, <laughs> it didn't go over too well. It didn't go over very well now. It's British suspicious.
0: Well, I, I thought it was quite funny myself. And then indeed, of course, uh, something happened in our area that uh, none of us were prepared for just a few weeks earlier, and that was the Virginia Tech tragedy. Um, yes. So that element had to be worked in. Well, it didn't have to be, but was it the, uh, it was Buckingham Palace, uh, am I correct? You said,
1: would it be appropriate
0: if Her Majesty met with some of the victim's families?
1: Well, yes, obviously, Zach, and um, Mm -hmm. still get emotional when we talk about tech, but sure. Sure. in the middle of obviously all of the planning we were doing for the queen's visit, um, uh, the, the tragedy at T- Virginia Tech happened. And of course that was instantly a worldwide event. Mm-hmm. And so Buckingham Palace did contact me and ask whether she should still come or not. And I said that, that was such a, such a decision that I could not opine on that. She needed to make her own decision, but that she would always be welcome. Uh, the reply was that, um, She would come, um, and she asked if it would be appropriate for her to meet with some of the victims, families, and some of the, the, the students who had actually been shot who at that point were starting to recover. Mm -hmm. And so a very private audience with the queen was set up so that, uh, immediately upon her addressing the joint session of the Virginia general assembly, um, and on her way out of the Virginia Capitol, Mr. Jefferson's Temple on the Hill. Um, she she stopped by one of the committee rooms where the families who had readily agreed to meet with her were assembled, and she and Prince Philip uh, spent a good amount of time talking with the families.
0: Which I think was a, a very uh, kind gesture. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that it, uh, you know, uh-huh. aided in, in the unimaginable grieving of, of those families that I cannot imagine, uh, you know, the tragedy they endured. Um, I, um, I was not connected to anyone personally, uh that was involved with the shooting, but, uh, Doctor G. V. Lognathan uh was a pioneer in studies of cerebral palsy. And uh I myself I have been born with cerebral palsy and been bound to a wheelchair all my life and uh, became aware after his passing of the great strides he'd made uh in in deciphering cerebral palsy and things that he could that he had you know, come up with to to aid uh, victims of that disease. So uh, that that name will always forever be in my mind uh, yes. for, for that um, reason.
1: Thank you for mentioning that. That's important for people to know.
0: When the Queen was in Virginia, everybody wanted to see her. Everybody wanted a glimpse of her, to wave to her. And there were lots of children there to present her flowers. And I love the story that you told of one little girl who had forgotten who or had been looked over or some way didn't get to give her flowers to the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh stepped in.
1: Yes, Jack, it was very touching and it it just shows, in my opinion, the magnitude of the man, the Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Um mm-hmm as the queen was progressing along the rope line from the governor's mansion to the Capitol, um, people were of course wanting to greet her and hand her flowers. And she was, of course, had to move pretty briskly, um, in order to keep uh pace with the events of the day. And she passed by a little girl who failed to notice the queen coming and didn't get a chance to give the queen her flowers. And, um, the queen quickly moved by, uh, but Prince Philip following uh, the queen saw the little girl's reaction when she missed the opportunity to give the queen the flowers. And he must have been at the time, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm sure he was in his, his late 80s, perhaps even early 90s. Um, he saw the reaction of the little girl and he reached over the rope line and he picked the girl up and carried her and her flowers to the queen so that she could give her flowers to the queen and that was just such a very special moment for all involved
0: mm, and you know that's something that that that's been 15 years now and you know that's something that that little girl uh will remember and and cherish the rest of her life
1: and tell um, her grandchildren probably ab- yeah
0: absolutely absolutely what a what a a special moment indeed. And I'm grateful to you for including that in your book. Um, And she had um, apparently was very impressed by governor, uh, Kane, who's now Senator Kane. Uh, you see pictures of them smiling and laughing together as you look through, uh, photos of her visit. But, she was apparently particularly impressed by uh, the governor.
1: She was indeed. In fact, um, years later, um, I got a call from the ambassador who had been in England, the, the U.S. ambassador um, to the, the British ambassador to the U.S., um, who had been in a meeting with the Queen recently, and she had a private message to pass along to. Um, that she wanted the ambassador to pass along to Tim Kaine, which was that in her many years of service, um, and she had met many public officials during those years, that she had never met a man who was as comfortable with himself um, as Tim Kaine was in his own skin and in his role as a politician.
0: And I'm sure that sent Governor Kaine into the stratosphere to hear that (laughs) message.
1: Yeah, I believe so, yes.
0: Um, you know, um, I'm, because she doesn't appear to be a person who handed out compliments uh, freely. So to receive something, and this was years later, you say?
1: Um, well, it was not too many years later because I was still there as chief of staff, so mm-hmm. that would have probably been maybe a year later.
0: Wow. And... Uh, when, when was your departure from that position?
1: Um, I left in, um, September of 2007.
0: Uh, did you retire from there or where, or where did, I did you go indeed. from there? Okay. Good for you. And, uh, you m- must've had a very illustrious career along the way.
1: I had a wonderful career. I had a wonderful opportunity to meet a number of people but the Queen was certainly my highlight.
0: And where, where are you from originally?
1: Um, wow, that is a really tough question, Zach. Um, I was born in Stuttgart, Germany, um, son of a military family, and so I traveled all over the United States, but my dad was stationed in Virginia seven times, so mm-hmm. I always called Virginia home.
0: Indeed, and it uh, sounds like Virginia was very lucky to have you as well.
1: Well, I'm certainly in love with Virginia, yes.
0: Well, I am a lifelong citizen of Whitville. Have you ever been to
1: Whitville? I have, and I remember fondly Archie Campbell, a name from Whitville you might not know, but he was chairman of of House Finance when I first started my career.
0: Okay. Well, I don't recall that immediately, but I'm sure a lot of people will. Uh, that name, uh, Campbell is still still a very prominent name in Whitby. And uh, mm-hmm. and of course we have a one connection in Miss Linda Diorio who is my wonderful friend who connected me to you. Uh, yeah. A fabulous lady.
1: I've worked with Linda a very long time yeah. and her wonderful boss Rick Boucher uh, who I yep. uh, worked with her from the time he was a state senator.
0: Well, a wonderful lady she is indeed. Um, and now let's talk briefly about uh, this book. I was fortunate enough to get a whole chapter of it.
1: But uh, mm-hmm.
0: when when can we expect a full release of this
1: book? Uh, well, Zach, thank you for asking. Um, it's at the publisher, and we're looking at uh, available sometime after the first of the year. Um, and uh, it will be available in many, of, many many formats, mm-hmm. but um, look for a, a formal book announcement sometime after the first of the year. Do you have a title yet? It's called Capital Secrets, An Insider's View of a Life of Public Service.
0: Wonderful. And if you would... Send me a, a copy of it when it comes out. I'd love to do a review for you, and maybe we can talk again after the first of the year if
1: you're interested. love to do that, sir. Um,
0: great. All right. Um, is there anything that I did not cover with uh, Her, Her Majesty's visit that you would like to uh, discuss?
1: Um no, I think that covers it very well. Oh,
0: all right. Uh I am again, I'm very honored to uh speak with you uh, on this and uh get to commemorate my 900th column in in this way. This means a Wow. Great,
1: Congratulations.
0: Matt. Thank you. Thank you. This means it this means a great deal to me. I've written uh in the Whitfield Enterprise every Wednesday for the last 17 and a half years. I've never missed one, uh, and I get a whole $12 a week for what I do. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, you know, uh, this, is, this is a great honor to get to talk with you, and uh, appreciate your time, and um, look forward to uh, reading, reading the book in full when it comes up. All
1: right. Thank you, Jack.
0: Thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's okay, it's, it's been a
1: pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Uh all right. Bye bye.